Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the DeAndre Jordan trade to the Pistons and eventual buyout heading to the Los Angeles Lakers. If you guys follow our Instagram page, you would have seen me post it on our Instagram page. But I'm going to break it down a little bit, break down the the pros, the cons, and then actually break down how this was a really good trade for Detroit and Brooklyn too. So without further ado, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the trade. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Alright, we're back for another episode. I'm changing different types of intros right now. I'm trying to find one that really sticks. I'm still in the process of getting an intro. As you guys might have seen, I've changed the logo on Instagram. I'm going to put that up officially on the post soon, most likely tomorrow. I've also got some new stuff intro-wise on YouTube, and I'm going to put that on Instagram too. So special things happening in this space. Watch this space, so hopefully we can blow it up as high as we possibly can and as organically as we can. But let's not waste any more time, you guys here. You guys are here to listen to the DeAndre Jordan trade to the Detroit Pistons and now being bought out by the Pistons and is going to sign a one-year, $2.6 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. My first opinion, so when I first saw this break news, I just thought that the the Detroit, I'm not sure, Brooklyn Nets had just bought him out and then the Lakers have picked up waivers, cleared waivers, this and that, and signed him to one-year minimum. I didn't realize that he was traded. So he was traded to the Detroit Pistons for four second-round picks. So Detroit got four second-round picks in return. Detroit sent to get and DeAndre Jordan, and in return they've sent Mr. Jalil Okafor and also Sekou Demboya. Sekou Demboya. I think it's actually not a bad trade for both teams, if you ask me. I think Detroit realized Jalil Okafor back up center. They don't really re- need him right now because I think they really think, in in my eyes, in my perspective, they think that Luka Garza is going to be a really nice player for them. They also signed... Kelly Olynyk in the offseason. So that's two bigs there probably in your backup that you probably have. And I think they put more of a preference on those two players than Jalil Okafor. And if you said in five years ago that Kelly Olynyk would have been a higher preference than Jalil Okafor, you would have been joking yourselves. Like back when Jalil was coming out, he was the best player in the in, in that draft class for a long, long time. He didn't go first eventually, but still, he was a really, really highly touted pick. Number three, at, to be quite specific, but, you know, there was a lot of good players in that draft, and he was at the top of it for a long, long time. So it's very interesting to see that. Hopefully he can pick up in, in Brooklyn. I'm not too sure if he will because, as we all know, a couple of days before, Marcus Aldridge is announced that he's coming back out of retirement. He's, he's A-OK healthy now, and he's going to sign back with the Brooklyn Nets. And they also signed Paul Millsap too. So that's kind of their backup bigs locked in there. I really like that for Brooklyn, but see, for Jalil Okafor, he's probably not going to get a lot of minutes. He might be a backup three, or he might look to get traded throughout that season. I do like the punt on Sekou Demboya. I, I don't mind it, because like he might be a serviceable player for them in a year or two time, and I actually don't mind the pick. I mean, the pick up by them. I think for Detroit, they've kind of had the, the writing on the wall that he probably didn't fit in their system right now. He's kind of between that three, four man. Is he a wing? Is he a big? Who knows? I think they're trying to make him into a wing because if you're more of a wing now, you'll probably have a better career, especially in the way the NBA is in its current climate. And the way it's heading, it's more of a wings and guards league and the bigs have kind of been forgotten. But in saying that, I actually don't mind the pickup for Brooklyn. And you've got to think about it. All these second round picks that they have, they're, kind of probably, they're probably not in the market to use them at the moment. Like They're not a team that needs second-round picks. They're always going to go out in off-season. If they still have Kevin Durant, Curry Evan, and James Harden on their team, they're always going to go out and be able to try to get great veteran players that want to come play for players like that. 
So I don't think that's a big deal for them. I think for Detroit, it's really smart. Double down what you're doing. Trust the process, what you're doing. Buy, buy, buy high, sell high. All those types of things. Absolutely, DeAndre Jordan, you didn't need him. You bought him out. I'm not thrilled on them buying him out as a Detroit, as a follower of Detroit because it just means dead cap. But in saying that, we weren't really using any cap at the moment. The highest paid player we have at the on, at the moment is Jeremy Grant on $20 million a year. I actually don't mind paying him that much, especially if you looked at his production last year. He just saw, he just played in the Olympics with the USA team. I think that's going to be really, really valuable for him, and that's going to be tenfold for him. I think he's going to get a lot of experience in playing with the elite players. I know it might not have been the strongest team team USA could have put out there, but I still think it's a really strong team. At the end of the day, they won gold. They are still the best team in the world and country in the world at basketball. So I think for Jeremy Grant, it's going to get a lot of a lot and a lot of uh, oh, what's the word I'm trying to hear. A lot of experience, a lot of confidence for him because he was going against elite players. Still couldn't figure out that word I was looking for. But yeah, but at the moment, that, that dead cap, it's not too much of a problem right now. Now, there was rumors before that they were going to buy him out straight away, uh, DeAndre Jordan from Brooklyn. But in saying that, if you can get some sort of assets for him, why not do it? And I think that it's it just shows you that Sean Marks is slowly becoming a top five, I would say, GM in the league right now. I would say he's a top five GM in the league. You know, I'm not too sure, but Rob Polink has been doing a really good job. You know, he's he, he's constructed a championship team already. You know, I would still say there's a couple more GMs in there that are still pretty good, but at the moment, they're two, for me, that really stand out, and it doesn't shock me that they'll probably be the two best GMs in... Sorry, those two teams will probably lead their conferences in probably coming out of the conference as it stands right now today. I also still think that Bob Myers is a great GM, what he did there building Golden State. I will always talk about that, but as... One of my good mates, coaches, said, don't bring out Golden State every podcast because I'm sure not everyone on this podcast goes for Golden State or listens to Golden State. But, yeah, it's always my, my token Golden State mention there. But, yeah, no, I think for for DeAndre Jordan, I think it's it's a move that if he's not getting minutes at Brooklyn, I don't know if he's going to get minutes at Lakers where they have better bigs, if you ask me. Like, at the moment, he's, he's not even close to Anthony Davis. I don't think he's better than Dwight Howard right now. I don't think that Mark Gasol is going to play in LA, and that's something I'm going to talk about a bit later, but I don't think he's better than those two players. And I think the way that Los Angeles needs to win this competition, and this is by far a lukewarm tape at best, Anthony Davis needs to play more big, more five position, as purists would say. He needs to play that position more, if you ask me. And I think getting a player like Carmelo, right now he's kind of like a four man, a perfect four. So for me... It's hard to know who's going to definitely start for them. I'm not too sure, but I definitely know LeBron's going to start. AD's going to start. I'd be pretty highly likely to say say that Carmelo Anthony would start. I'm He definitely might come off the bench, but I think he... I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If he doesn't start, he'll definitely finish games, if you ask me. I think that's a given at the moment. Just just the way that their roster's built, I think that he's probably the best foreman that they have at the moment. So I wouldn't be shocked there. They probably would start someone like a Kendrick Nunn. I would probably start a Rondo, if you ask me. But in saying that, he was really good coming off the bench. Also, I haven't talked about Rondo. Really, really great addition again by LA. It doesn't shock me that he's gone back to the Lakers. I think that he should have never left the Lakers in the first place. I think he was really valuable to that team. And I think it took him, you know, he, he wanted to get paid, right? And I... And, I don't care who you are. Get paid. Get paid. Get the money you think you deserve. If you can get a better contract somewhere else, I would tend to say, and if you've won championships before, if you've done all this, 
I would tend to say do it. I would tend to say do it. So I, I couldn't knock Rajon Rondo or Rondo and whatever he did sign with Atlanta. If you look at it, he probably helped Trey Young out a lot, you know, because they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So if you ask me, it was probably a really good move for him to go there. He did eventually get traded to the Clippers. Well, he didn't really find a, a footing there and then got traded eventually to, to the Grizzlies where they bought him out. I actually like it, though. He, he, he suits there. For me, when he's on the court, he's always probably the smartest player on the court at all times. You know, I would say he might be a little bit smarter than LeBron if you ask me, but that, that that's neither here or there, and that can be a hot take, this or that, but I actually think he's a really, really smart player. I reckon he'll end up coaching one day in the league, but that was just a small topic on Rondo. For DeAndre Jordan, yeah, the fit, it's, it's different. Like... As I just doubled down on before, he didn't get minutes at Brooklyn. There's all these players in front of him that he's not going to get minutes over. So it really depends if they play AD at the four. If they play AD at the four, then maybe he might get minutes. Maybe he might. And going back to that Mark Saul tangent, now that they signed DeAndre Jordan, I find it highly unlikely that someone like Mark Saul is going to stay around where he didn't get any minutes. He could go play on other teams in the NBA and get decent minutes and probably... You know, a decent backup five or a third string five, but I think he's going to go back to Spain, probably play in Spain somewhere. Most likely, I believe it's Barcelona with his brother Pau Gasol. I think that would be a nice little touch for him for his career. You know, he didn't get to start it in Spain because he obviously came to America with his brother while Pau was playing in Memphis. So I think that would be actually a really nice touch for him. But yeah, the the move and the fit for the Lakers. I'm not saying it's a great move. I'm not saying it's a bad move. At the end of the day, it's insurance and depth, and you got him really cheap. You got him for two point six, like a veteran's minimum. I think, you know, you you would you be you'd be tending to say, yeah, let's just give it a punt. At the end of the day, he's probably not going to play a lot anyway. If you ask me, I think Dwight's better than him right now. I don't think Marksell's going to come back, and they might look to get another player. But I would say, if I had to give it a grade, I'd give it like a C plus to a B minus. Like it's not a bad move. It's not a great move. It's just a move. I could be completely wrong, but I think if he didn't get minutes in Brooklyn and they were playing Blake Griffin at the five, like. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not too sure what they're going to do there. Like, is he is he is he definitely going to get minutes here? I, I would say no. That 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 would be my first instance. I could be wrong, but I think Dwight Howard right now is better than him. I think if they have if they want to win the comp, you play AD at the five, and for me that can be a definite smart move because as you've seen it, they won a championship with it. So if it's not broke, let's not let's not try to fix this thing. Let's try to like keep it going because I think if you look at Brooklyn and LA right now. Just match their matchups. I would say Brooklyn's better, and I I would be just pretty confident in saying that. Like, so straight out, bang, Brooklyn's better. You look at their depth. They've got they've got Kyrie, they've got Harden, KD, they've got Mark Soldier, Paul Millsap. That could end up being their starting five. And then you've got Patty Mills, Bruce Brown. You've got Nicholas Claxton. That's a solid eight right there, if you ask me. And I I, I think that's probably the best eight man rotation in the NBA right now. And a lot of a lot of Lakers people would be saying, "Oh, are you sure about that? You know, like, you know, we got all these players, this and that. Look at our off season. You know, we've had the best off season so far." I I think that a lot of the 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 word I'm not trying to say. I'm not trying to. So all the all of the big moves for Brooklyn were already in place, if you ask me. And I think that they only really started to have a big off season in a couple of days ago by getting Lamarcus Aldridge and Paul Millsap. But getting that player like Patty Mills is really invaluable. They just did really smart moves. They also got a player that a lot of people are forgetting in James Johnson. He's a real, real tough player, strong, hard-nosed player, plays hard. He could come on in the playoffs, 
play three, four minutes and just go out and play as tough as you can. I'm also forgetting that they have someone like Joe Harris. So you look at their their possible ten man rotation, and I, and they don't, and you don't, you never really see a ten man rotation in the playoffs. But I'll say ten man rotation for now. So you've got Kyrie, you've got Patty Mills, you've got James Harden, and then you would have someone like Bruce Brown. Then you've got KD, Joe Harris, right? You've got Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin. You've got Lamarcus Aldridge, Nicholas Claxton. Now your eleventh man is someone like James Johnson. Your 12th man is someone like a Tyler Johnson, or you could have a Tim- Timothy Lau- sorry, Timothy Lawawu-Cabarro. So that's a really strong 12. You still have a player like Mike James on your team. Now you have another player in Seiku Dumboya on your team. You also have someone like Jalil Okafor on your team. So they're a super deep team, if you ask me. And then if you go to the Lakers, like I would say, I would say like the Lakers are probably a top three team in the in the in the NBA right now as it stands. Like you, you can't you can't knock what they're what they've got. You know they've still got LeBron James, who is still whatever anyone wants to say. He's still a top five player in the league right now. I would still say that AD when healthy is probably a top five to top seven player right now. But you look at their ten man rotation, and and it, this is for me. I think I just think that it's interesting. It's an interesting team. We haven't seen it play, but. They've got what Russell Westbrook at the one, back up Rondo. You know, their, their, their guard slash wing is Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk. Then you've got LeBron James and someone like possibly a Talon Horton Tucker. Then you've got Mr. Anthony Davis. You've got a player like Trevor Ariza. You've got a player like Carmelo Anthony. You know, Wesley Matthews is another player that's still on this team. So they've got a decent roster there. You know, I, I think it's a good roster, but I just think the, the players that that Brooklyn have, it's just... Also, they have DeAndre Jordan, obviously. But, like, LA does now. But, like, I just think that that Brooklyn team's just better. Like, you look at it, like, if you're playing a key eight players, a key eight rotation, Kyrie, Harden, KD, Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Patty Mills, and I would go... Interesting. Bruce Brown or Nicholas Claxton for me. That is a tough eight slash nine. That is a tough eight, nine. And Bruce Brown will be a player that gets more minutes than what people think because he's a really strong player and he really suits the system. He's just the guy that... He's kind of like Alex Caruso for me on this team, if you ask me. But in saying that, I have gone off to a massive tangent and I could do a whole podcast on Brooklyn and Lakers, what they're going to be like, this, that, what their matchup could possibly look like, this, that. But... I just wanted to come on here, touch base about the DeAndre Jordan move. I do think it's an interesting move at the most. I don't think it's a game-changing move at all. I think there's a couple of you know, raw couple articles and posts and shit out there that's saying that it's like, oh, DeAndre Jordan's going to the LA Lakers. This that like no. Let's not, let's let's remember here. Let's like let's pull let's pull the brakes here a little bit. Like DeAndre Jordan is a serviceable player at best, but is he really right now going to? change your tilt in winning the championship. I would say Rajon Rondo would have more of a have more of a role on this team than someone like DeAndre Jordan. But that's just my take, my opinion. But guys, if you did like this podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe. You'll hear it all in the mo all in the outro. But guys, I do appreciate you listening. Make sure you have a great day. Thanks for listening guys to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share and subscribe all the content. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore. That's all under capitalized letters. The link will be down below in the description. Thanks for listening guys again. Take care. Have a great day. Peace.